Hey, this is Chino Lex, founder of Tap Tracks, and I'm on the App Guy podcast with Paul Kemp. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. This is episode 477 of the App Guy podcast. I'm Paul Kemp, your host. Uh, this is an episode with a guy who's completely an expert when it comes to uh, marketing. Uh, he talks about uh, the funnel, uh, your funnel for marketing, uh, how to solve a problem. And he talks about three things, rapid, reliable results, RRR. And that's why he's from Triple R Marketing and it's Matt Rudlinger. Uh, it's a great episode. I, I've learned a ton from Matt. Uh, he goes through uh, the fact he's been in business for quite some time and how he loves to be in control of his own destiny. So if you want to hear from a founder going through his uh, his journey, then this is the episode for you. Do stay tuned. Uh, I just want to thank my two sponsors who helped keep the show on the road. TopTile.com forward slash pull. TopTile.com forward slash pull. These guys are the world's best when it comes to getting a developer or designer and getting them in full-time, part-time or on an hourly basis. TopTile are a network of developers, designers. They have a very thorough and rigorous vetting process and you tap into that network as a client. You get a two-week trial by going to uh, toptile.com forward slash Paul, toptile.com forward slash Paul. And later on in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Sharik Minas, the co-founder of Stayful and how he used TopTile to grow his business into an extremely successful business. Uh, so do stay tuned for that. Next is GummyCube. GummyCube are dedicated to helping your mobile app find its audience. Uh, they are the world's best when it comes to app store optimization. Uh, they get a lot of their data, in fact, all of it through the app store. And it's real mobile data, which actually helps improve your optimization for the best keywords. Uh, get ahead of the game, get optimized, increase the chances of downloads, increase the chance of becoming visible on the App Store. In fact, it's one of the biggest challenges that the founders that I interview have is getting discovered in the early stages. Uh, so fast track the process by going to GummyCube, gummycube.com. They've been a long standing supporter of the show. And thanks very much, GummyCube, for continuing to support the App Guide podcast. Uh, so let's turn it over to my chat then with uh, Matt Rudlinger, founder of Triple R Marketing. Welcome to another episode of the App Guide podcast. I'm your host. This is Paul Kemp. And this is a show where we get uh, founders, entrepreneurs, owners of businesses so that we can take their successes, their tips, their tricks and apply it to our, our own businesses, our own uh, startups and our own side projects. Uh, so if you have any of those going on, then this is the show for you, an episode for you. So like today, I've got, uh, actually, this is all about uh, marketing. I've got the owner of Triple R Marketing, Triple R Marketing, uh, and it's Matt Rudlinger, sorry, Matt Rudlinger, and he is the owner. Matt, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, excited to have you on. I love your website. So uh, tell us, um, I mean, you do a lot of different things, but tell us what uh, Triple R Marketing is. Uh, Triple R Marketing stands for Rapid Reliable Results. Everybody always asks that. Um, but we work with businesses in doing marketing consulting. Uh, we work with them on their social media. We do web design. And we also do promotional products. So we kind of uh, work on all, all those, work those together. 
So, so we're particularly interested in uh, mobile businesses, app businesses, given the show, the app guy. So uh, I wondered if you have any clients with mobile apps where you've helped with the launch or with help with promotion. Yeah, so we've got several clients that uh, on the website, obviously the, all the sites that we develop would be responsive, so they're going to look great on mobile devices. Um, I am uh, part owner of a, an, an app. It's called Fanvius. And fans obvious choice and there there's a group there's a group of us and that allows you to order food and merchandise and have it delivered to your seats while you're at sporting events and concerts i, I love that yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> great idea yeah so we're just kind of getting our feet wet talking to some uh, venues and uh, colleges and things so, such like that uh to try to get it out to the market uh, that is a genius idea. In fact, um, I'm sure that there's uh, actually past guests on this show that would be quite interesting for you to speak to. Uh, we had a chat with a guy who runs a lot of uh, football stuff in the US, um, a football app. So, uh, but in, in, uh, so okay, well, uh, you know a lot about marketing your own app then. Uh, for those people with uh, their own apps listening to this, uh, what tips would you suggest in terms of uh, getting downloads and uh, getting marketing of their app for launch and for you know continued uh, downloads. So, I mean, we have a lot of businesses that will come to us and say, "I want an app for my business." And you know, the first few questions that we'll ask is, "Why?" You know, is is it convenient for you or is it going to create something make something easier for your customer because apps are to either entertain or solve a problem so if it's not going to do one of those two things the chances of people using your app are slim um so i mean that you know that's always the first thing that we always try to figure out and help businesses is do they really need an app or do they just need a mobile version of a website because uh, obviously Matt, can i jump in on that because that that's yeah. genius you've just picked up on the big theme of the entire podcast all these episodes solving a problem is so important and almost like the app that you mentioned that you're involved with uh, you wouldn't take a laptop or a desktop with you to a sports venue but you would now have your phone so that makes sense uh, but not an, uh, an app what you're saying is an app doesn't make sense for every uh, idea absolutely and i think that there's i mean today you know the how the apps have shifted. Shifted. It used to be apps were uh, well. I mean, if you take, I mean, if you take Facebook, they used to have everything in one app. Now everything's spread out. I think we're now at a point where we have an app that we want for a specific, either entertainment or to solve, you know, to do a specific thing. Uh, and so when you're creating the app, it needs to, you know, you need to figure out what it is that what's that one thing that you're going to do, and not try to like. Do everything because we have our, you know, we're kind of trained now that we have our specific apps to do what we what we do. So we now, you know, have multiple apps versus, you know, pulling them all into pulling all these, um, I don't know, these functions into one. You know, that makes yeah. sense. What I'm saying, yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. You're picking up on a really, really interesting theme, which is how much, how many features to put into one single app. Uh, and actually, I was just thinking of your client base. It sounds like a lot of the clients come from uh, 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 businesses. They have websites, uh, and they're looking at mobile as an additional add-on, bolt-on to their business, rather than being mobile first. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, every you know, everybody wants to come up on the search engines, and 
you know, when people <laughs> are looking for them and, you know, getting on page one, uh, you know, to get found on the, the organically on the Google searches and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, a really hot topic and it's beginning hot. It's getting hotter and hotter because the number of businesses that are growing every year are escalating. So competition is getting, you know, um, more and more every year. So you're having to do so much more to fight to get to that ranking and to do the, you know, to stand out from the competition. So it's become extremely vital for businesses to have good online um, optimization and, you know, reputation. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm wondering how many R's you're going to bring into this. <laughs> so reputation, <laughs> we, could, we could add that to your rapid, reliable results, triple R. Um, but let's let's go back on theme then, because you you know uh, you were talking about um, the steps you take to help clients uh, attract more attention to their mobile, whether it's a mobile responsive site or whether it's an app. Uh, you se- assume that you know we've got past the why solving a problem. Uh, what steps would you suggest to your clients that, you know, in terms of then uh, go, going and trying to get people to engage and use the uh, app or the site? I think you have to sell the, uh, the end results. So if you have a, an app that's going to solve a problem, you market the satisfied customer. You know, what's the results from using the app? And so people can see, you know, what other people are feeling, you know, kind of make that emotional connection so that they want to be a part of it. And, you know, that can be done through, you know, social media is a great way to boost because everybody's, you know, online. Um, If, you know, if you're going towards business to business, well, then you're kind of like, all right, using our app is going to solve these headaches for you. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're, um, you're saving them time, you're saving them money. It's, it's doing something that benefits the user. I mean, that's key to any app. It's got to be beneficial. Uh, and so it's kind of understanding who is your client. Is, you know, is it business? Is it retail? And promoting that end result from using your app. That's how you would take it to the market. So there's, that's kind of the nutshell answer to that. <laughs> You know, Matt, I'm really tempted to talk through what you're doing with your own app because uh, you, you, it sounds to me like, I mean, do you have a, a working version of it? Is it still in beta? Or is it a prototype or do you have a, it on the App Store? So it's on the App Store. You can. Uh, it's on the um, Apple and the Android. We have a working model and actually here in like three weeks we've got phase two. This has been about a three-year project that we've been working on this. Um, the next phase that we're coming up, it allows us to actually brand the app for the college or the arena and it would be powered by us. So it would give them their own look and feel, their own branding, and we would just kind of be behind the scenes, if you will, running it. Our current app is basically, I mean, it is our app, the Fambius app. So because, you know, a lot of it is just getting out there, knocking on the doors and, you know, doing a lot of research on what they want and then also realizing that, you know what, the market changes very fast. So you may have to adjust down the road. And that's kind of what we've had to do here this last six, seven months is that we're getting, you know, feedback that we really want to brand it ourselves. We want, we want our own app. Yeah, Matt, actually, it's a really interesting point about having your own app. I mean, you, you've just given me the idea, and I know that many others are building their own apps, wanting their own brands to be successful, but I guess it's quite compelling white labeling uh, an app uh, so that 
others can use it, but then they take control of the marketing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of goes back to knowing what your customers want. And if that's what they want and that's what they're demanding and you can provide what they want and still be, you know, be a profitable, be a successful app, then, you know, that's kind of where we're at with it. We, you know, sure, we would love to, we would love to see the words fan vs all over the place. But, you know, college, you know, th- these colleges, they, they're very protective of their brand. And, you know, if that's what they want, then we're, we want to do everything we can to deliver what they need. Yeah, yeah, because ultimately, I mean, look at the solution. I can imagine the user case uh, would be overwhelmingly popular. It's almost like Uber for uh, food deliveries within a stadium. Right. Abs- oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that word's been used quite a bit. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just wonder how far apps will take us um, in terms of reducing friction in our lives. I mean, the thought of an, an app solving the problem of queuing up for food uh, during you know, a game. It's um, quite amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, we're really excited about it. Uh, just, just to see how far, you know, where we can go with it and to see how it changes the game, you know, and, you know, we're, we're all huge sports fans. I was talking to a, a guy yesterday. Uh, he was asking me, why don't we develop any gaming, like the gaming apps? I was like, well, I don't play games, but I love sports. So, you know, so it's, you know, having that passion for what you're, the uh, solution that you're providing, I think is a big part of it too. And, and you know, knowing how it, it's going to affect other people like, like you. So I hope you're enjoying this episode with Matt Rudlinger. Let me take a moment to thank my two sponsors. It's really important because these guys help keep the lights on. Uh, first is TopTal. Now TopTal got this wonderful story of a founder. His name's Sharik Minas. He's the co-founder of Stayful. And he used TopTal to grow his own business very, very successfully. In fact, he credits a lot of his success to TopTal. At the start, he was using his own cash. He wasn't really a big fan of outsourcing, but he happened to be working at Lyft at the time. And Lyft, you know, the rideshare company, they'd built core parts of their business using outsourcers. And Sharik had tried a few of these well-known platforms. I don't need to mention them now, but he had some real trouble. He was doing test projects and they were coming back and just he wasn't getting on very well. Uh, So he turned to uh, Brendan, who I've interviewed on this show. Uh, He's the co-founder of TopTal and uh, he was told about the TopTal business model, the fact that there's a a risk-free trial of up to two weeks and he decided to go ahead. He was introduced to a guy called Martin, who's a back-end engineer in Argentina. Now Martin was incredible. He worked tirelessly on the product. They managed to get the site up and running uh, within a few months and they managed to get it looking so beautiful that when it was showcased at a leading, that when it was showcased at a travel conference, uh, they had all these successful inbound leads. One of those inbound leads happened to be an investor who wanted to invest in the company. And that was as a result of getting a top quality developer and a top quality designer. I think they ended up having a team of top tower developers and designers for several years. So it's I think that TopTal are great. I love these stories. I think you should try them out. If you have a project, if you have an app that needs building and you want to get access to the world's best developers and designers, go to toptal.com forward slash pool 
toptal.com forward slash Paul. Uh, that will get you started and you'll get an up to two week trial uh, where they will pay the cost of the developer or designer if something goes wrong. Thanks to Toptal for supporting this episode. Next is GummyCube. GummyCube are a leader in providing App Store optimization and App Store intelligence. Uh, they've been actually in business for many, many years and they offer a complete App Store optimization solution. Uh, that gives you App Store optimization. They use DataCube software. This is GummyCube's proprietary App Store intelligence software and this gives you actionable intelligence to maximize your app visibility and downloads. They also have uh, live focus groups where you can get thousands of users to provide immediate feedback for A-B split testing. Uh, on your screenshots and your icons and they can help you with reviews app reviews uh, that increase the buzz for your app uh, and they can help you get started with that so that is gummycube.com they've been supporting this uh, show now for many many years and i really do uh, think that they are the world's best when it comes to app store optimization which is a subject that's becoming hotter and hotter go to the best in the business it's gummycube.com gummycube.com and you know don't forget there is an episode in my archives with dave bell who is the founder so if you're interested do go back and search for dave bell gummycube on the appguy.co and you'll get a chance to listen to my episode with the founder of GummyCube. Thanks, GummyCube, for continuing to support the show. Uh, so let's turn it over to my chat then with uh, Matt Rudlinger. So Matt, let's jump back into your philosophy for triple R marketing. And uh, you talked about the three R's, uh, which is different. I, yeah, rapid, reliable results. Talk us through that then. What uh, do you mean by rapid, reliable results? Well, that the the sayings. I mean, we've been in business for almost eleven years, and that's where we started. But you know, it's been always been up behind the the theory of that. You know, people don't like to wait. That is like, and it, it is it more now than ever because of the technology, and we get instant gratification. But so you know, it's it's simple things like you know returning emails within. A couple of hours, you know, always being available when clients need us um, and doing a good job and it's something that they're proud of. And so it's so simple, but yet many don't do it. So uh, we guarantee that we're going to be quick and, and it's going to be great. It's going to be the best quality and it's going to be done to the right standards. And that's been our core um, value in everything that we do and when we work with our customers. So, Matt, I'm going to slightly switch gears here because we do inspire a lot of people on this show to start their own businesses. Now, here you are, you're the owner, uh, and you've been running for 11 years. So I was going to ask you, for all those people that you're talking to now that are just starting out, just starting their journey as their, their own owner, their own startup, uh, working themselves, is it worth it? You know, has your journey with your own business, would you recommend it for others? I love it. Um, I love knowing that I'm in control of my own destiny. But I also think that's that's kind of an inner, it's an inner part of who I am. And I think that's, you know, if you are good about falling down and picking yourself back up, then I think definitely that's, you know, entrepreneurship is in your blood because there's a lot of, there's a lot of failing. But it's, you know, the old saying, it's not a failure if it's a lesson. If you learn from your failures, it's a lesson, that saying there. And I think that's so true that, you know, you have to look at opportunity, you know, everything as an oppor opportunity. I had uh, just, a, you know, just a, 
a couple months ago, I had a client that I worked with just kind of brought some information to me. It was almost devastating because I got undercut pretty much by quite a bit on a on a on a quote, and but instead of letting that bring me down, we found ways around it and have found ways to create new programs to boost our business. So it's just taking it in situations that are, you know, may not be perfect and making them work for your business. You know, that's interesting because when you talk about failure, I, I would almost assume that there hasn't been that much failure because you're still in business, you know, so uh, you, you've successfully um, gone in and uh, had a long uh, prosperous uh, 11 years. But I, I, what I'm hearing from you is that there are sort of small failures within, still within your own business, even though the business survives. Is that right? Absolutely. No, I mean, there's no business that is all butterflies and rainbows. There's, there's no <laughs> such thing. Okay. okay. I mean, there, there's always going to be um, hurdles to go through. I mean, not going back on the app, but the, the, you know, this is our second round with the app. Because the first one, we really just it just didn't work, but we believe in it, and now we're back at the, this next round, and it's taking off. So you know, it's like from what we've le- what you learn, and how do you adapt to what you learn? Because the other thing is that people, people we're changing, our habits change as as you know, each generation is different. Technology is changing people's you know expectations, and so as a business, you're going to have that learning curve. To to that adapting to that, and you know during that learning curve, you know there could be some bumpy roads, but you keep your you keep your focus on you know your end results, and you know figuring out what you need to do, and you just keep driving. You, you just don't look back. You just keep going. You know, keep pushing forward. That's the key. Uh, I'd love talking about launches, Matt. And I've been involved in launches of apps and had successes like a number one music app that hit the store and a number two app in the US app store on Apple. And uh, I love learning uh, about launches. I know that on your website, you talk about launches. I wondered if you had any uh, really good tips for us uh, when anyone is preparing for a big launch. Uh, could you give us some guidance on uh, how you would prepare your clients for a launch of a product, app, or service? A launch of an app or a launch of a business? Oh, I mean, uh, well, I guess on your website it says launches. I, I love talking about launches of apps. Oh, so <laughs> launch is launch is a class that we offer to business, and uh, we do it in groups. Uh, we work with a lot of chambers, actually, to bring in businesses, and we talk about the importance of understanding um, online search engine optimization. We talk about social media and the importance of understanding how to create a customer experience. So launch is a course that we teach. Right. Okay. So uh, 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 it's interesting. Um, I mean, we do talk a lot about uh, uh, launches. And so we can actually go and sign up to your course uh, on launches uh, through your website, uh, which is triple R marketing.com. Correct. Yeah, you can go in there um, and it has all the details and what the, what's inquired, what's involved in our course, gives you a rundown. And if you're interested, you can just sign up right there. So we like so we generally do it or, uh, with organizations because we require at least 15 attendees to um, to do the class. It's a three hour class, and it's uh, it's pretty um, it's pretty hardcore. We give you a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of information that you can implement right away. You know, a lot of th- you know, kind of go into the 
website development, you know, making sure that your website is built to be optimized. Um, just because you have a website doesn't mean it's in your even if you have a website, you're just blogging all the time, which is great for op optimization. But you know, it's making sure that you know you get a site map built on your site, and there, you know, there's a lot of all of, all of, a lot of little things that we try to make sure that the businesses know, so that the efforts that they're taking in optimizing their ranking is is going is working for them, and, um, and the whole class kind of works with that. Talks about the social media integration with their website, and then we you know. The big part is that we also talk a lot about customer experience because if a customer doesn't have an experience with your business, they're not going to tell anybody about it. So how do you create an experience that people will be willing to tell those about? Because if you're satisfied, we don't say anything. You know? So how do you, um, you know, understand the touch points that you have with a customer to where you can have that opportunity to create an experience? So the course kind of runs around all that because obviously if people are saying great things about your company it's going on reviews when people are looking for a company they show up and they're going to they're going to check out the reviews so it's kind of like a big circle and understanding how all that works together um to grow your business you know with an online market yeah and i'd like to encourage uh, anyone well all the apps to try listening to this that sometimes we often think that we've launched an app and it, it's not a business but it is a business and uh just because it's an app and it may be a side project doesn't actually mean that it, it's still not a business and uh, I, I i often think that too many of us th think of it as, as just side projects um you know, we've learned from you that actually you've been working on the app for three years on your own uh, uh, app. And I don't think you feel that that's just a side project. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, there's, there's a, there's a group of us um, on this app and it is a business because you have to, you, know, you just can't build it and they just, people start buying it or downloading it. I mean, you have to know who your audience is just like any other business. Who's your customers and how can you, Take your app and make them emotionally attached to it to where they want to actually download it or to buy your service. You know, what's, what's that result going to be if, by using your app? And I think, you know, that's, that's business. Um, you know, and you, the, uh, just knowing who, who it is that's out there that could utilize it and, and how is it going to make their life better. And, you know, again, the touch points, you know, how, how is that going to do that? So mapping out the customer journey um, from the time they download it to the time they're, they're done using it. Then what happens after they use it? You know, a really interesting. Um, uh, actually, Matt, I'm glad you mentioned uh, mapping out the customer journey because I am working in partnership with a, uh, another company in L.A. Uh, where we actually provide uh, the user experience as videoed uh, so you can video the uh, beta testers actually using the app and the frustrations they may have going through the process and it's so compelling when you see that uh, as opposed to uh, you know the fact that you've lived with your own app for three years so you just know where everything is but seeing someone use it for the first time it, it gives you so much information absolutely one one of the most effective things that we ever did was that before we took the app out to the market, we had a launch party, if you will. We invited over a lot of people that we know. And we just like, just start playing with the app. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what would make it better. 
just give us your feedback. There's no, you know, you're not going to hurt our feelings. And, you know, once we did that, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's a big reality check um, because you're getting unbiased, you know, opinions and people that, like you said, you know, we know how to navigate around the app because we built it. So we know where everything's at. So to go to a certain spot, it's like, okay, no problem. But for someone who's never used it, you know, if they can't find what they need, they're not going to use it. Or if it's, you know, if it's difficult or it doesn't, it doesn't work correctly or if it doesn't look good on certain, you know, depending on what it is. You know, having a strong test group is essential. And, um, you know, I, I'd recommend that through multiple stages if you, if you can in an app development. Uh, absolutely matt this is a, a wonderful uh chat with you i've learned so much i'm just looking through the things that uh, i've written down from you and it's uh, learning about solving a problem and selling the end results uh, making an emotional connection with the end user mapping out the customer journey lots and lots of great great content so the full show notes will be uh, episode 477 which can be found on the appguy.co the appguy.co uh, just search for uh, Matt Rudlinger and uh, you'll see links to him and his company. But Matt, in the meantime, how can people connect with you, get in touch with you? They can uh, they can just email me if they like. My email is matt, M-A-T-T, at triplermarketing.com. And it's spelled out T-R-I-P-L-E-R marketing.com. Um, shoot me an email or find me up on uh, LinkedIn or uh, you know whatever's convenient for them. Give me a buzz. I would love to connect. Uh, uh, all the best with Triple uh, R Marketing and your app as well. Uh, it's just such a great uh, chat. Thanks for coming on the show, the App Guy podcast. And uh, yeah, all the best. Thanks, Bye Paul. for now. Go to theappguy.co to access the backlog of past interviews. I've got hundreds of interviews with startup founders, millionaires, entrepreneurs, and app developers, authors. It's a wonderful resource and you'll get access to it. Uh, initially, you can get it for free. Just go to theappguy.co and register where you will then be able to access uh, off-air chats as well as past interviews. Thanks very much for listening.